This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. Chapter 3 After a while, Bix began to dream. Maybe it wasn't a dream exactly, but he knew that he was outside of himself, and that certainly felt dreamlike. He could tell that his brain was still lit up like a dumpster fire, and that must be hurting, but he didn't feel a thing anymore. Not really. Not the him part of him, the him that was floating in a kind of swirling vortex of light. The energy spiraled around him, and Bix could see images and concepts flashing within that storm, appearing for a fraction of an instant and then vanishing faster than his eye could register it. Hundreds of them. Maybe thousands every second. It was like the biggest, most traumatic set of flashcards of all time, and if the robot was telling the truth, they were teaching him an alien language right now. The dream form of Bix just laughed. If only he could learn algebra like this, or read every book in the library in an instant. How easy it would be to study for exams. Just move your consciousness out of the way and plug in so a computer could rewrite your brain. Bix shifted uncomfortably. That actually made it sound really bad, and he began to question the wisdom of submitting to this exercise, though he felt fairly certain that it was too late to do anything about it now. He floated for a while longer. How long, exactly, he could not begin to say. And then the vortex began to swirl faster, to glow brighter and to shrink in upon itself. Bix began to rotate with the energy, unable to stop himself or control it in any way. The energy spun faster and faster, carrying Bix with it, making him feel like he was being flushed down a big space toilet, which actually sounded more fun than this felt. He moved down quickly, and he could feel himself grow heavy, unable to float, as his mind returned to his body and became subject to rules like gravity once more. All at once, darkness fell, and everything was quiet and still. The next sensation that he knew was being repeatedly poked by multiple metal fingers, each one trying to determine exactly how dead he was. Captain Banderson. The robot's voice sounded a hundred miles away. Captain Banderson? Stop poking me. I'm up, I'm up. Was what Bix wanted to say. And as far as his brain was concerned, he said it. But he could feel the unfamiliar words roll out of his mouth and make a series of unearthly noises that somehow his ears knew meant... Stop poking me. I'm up, I'm up. Captain Banderson, the robot said, looking down at him with concern. Did you survive? You got cold little fingers. Anybody ever tell you that? Bix said, the words feeling like marbles in his mouth. That has never come up, no. How do you feel? I know kung fu, he said in his best deadpan. 
The robot looked puzzled. Hold still. I think you might be broken. No, robot. I'm alright. It's from a movie. A guy gets plugged into a computer like this and learns all kinds of advanced combat techniques. Did I get any of that? No, the robot said. But you can read and speak the common tongue of an infinite number of worlds. I'm speaking alien right now? Bix asked, delighted. Wait, can I still speak English? Sure. The robot shrugged. Why would you want to? It said. You're the only thing that understands it in light years. Bix nodded and tried not to look like he was freaking out at that point, which seemed like it would be fairly uncool. Space adventurers need to roll with stuff like this. He looked at the neural interface which the robot had removed to revive him. Do people here use these things to learn whatever they want? He asked. I guess they could. The robot shrugged. But mostly they don't want to learn anything. They want to sit on their fat behinds and have a robot peel them a bloom fruit. Organics are idiots. No offense. Some offense taken. Bix said, flipping through the computer files, which he was amazed to discover he could read. What kind of options have I got here? Why do you want to go back to school all of a sudden? The robot said with a shake of his head. I thought you had an utterly hopeless suicide mission to perform. Bix smiled. This robot was a jerk. He liked him a lot. It's a suicide mission right now because I don't know anything. I can't do anything here. I'm a fish out of water. The robot seemed confused. You're a Krula. What's a Krula? A fish creature. It doesn't live in water. Does it live very long? Oh, heck no. Then yes, I am like a Krula. Bix agreed. And we are going to make me less Krula-like by teaching me things. Things which are useful if you live in outer space. Is there a menu or a home screen here or something? A list of available neural implant data packs? Am I using any of the right words? The robot nodded. You are using all of the right words. Maybe too many. You sound like a thesaurus. He poked at the control panel with his sharp little fingers. Here you go. You'll need this one first of all. The Universal Law Parts 1 through 11,402. Bix read the screen with some distaste. Rules and regulations, the robot said. They call it the manual. How everything works for every being who serves the universe. I don't serve the universe. Bix insisted. Everyone serves the universe, the robot said, confused. This is just how things work out here. Everyone and everything uploads this list of rules and procedures once a day to keep it fresh and efficient. The first five or six thousand volumes are the rules that every citizen lives by. After that... I'm not putting that junk in my head, Bix said. What else have you got? But, Captain... Call me Bix. The robot stammered and said nothing for a moment. This is how the universe works. Bix shook his head. Learning those rules is the first step to obeying them. Not happening. The robot looked at Bix as if he were a small, mentally defective puppy. So you intend to defeat the greatest power that has ever existed through the exercise of profound ignorance. When you make it sound that good, how can I say no? Let's see what else we got. He said, craning his neck to see the screen better. Introduction to StarCraft Repair. Advanced StarCraft Repair. 
ridiculously theoretical StarCraft repair, ion pulse drive theory, pilot certification handbook is like a drawer full of user's manuals. That's exactly what it is, the robot agreed. Except for the drawer part. These idiots have no interest in bettering themselves. They're grunts, and that's all they ever will be. Well, they will soon be grunts who lost an entire planet. Bix said, enthused. Once I learn all of this and become a hotshot space pilot... He caught himself. Again? Like I am on Earth with my Earth... space... plane? Bound to be a little different. Maybe we should just plug in and get started. The robot shook his head. Are you sure you want to do this? He asked. I don't want to bake your brain. And I don't usually say that kind of thing about meat people. I'm flattered, Vic said, slipping the helmet back on. Hey, why would they have a pilot's training manual if they're already pilots? They have to recertify twice a year, the robot said, preparing to plug Vic's back into the neural interface. If they don't make use of the downloaded information, it doesn't form long-term memory. It all fades. And the repair manuals are just in case they have a crash and get stranded. No one ever uses them. Well, I am going to use the heck out of this. Bix said as the set slipped back onto his head. I am going to use it to kick the universe right in the pants. Have fun, the robot said, and Bix floated away again on an ocean of blinding pain. Two days passed like this, with Bix cramming his poor human brain full of things no other earthling knew or could even imagine, and the robot babysitting him, trying to keep him from irreparably boiling his noodle. At least the background radiation in these vent tunnels is hiding you from the ship's computer, the robot had said. That thing is a lot more competent than the crew. Oh, good, Bick's head nodded. Wait, what kind of radiation exactly? Better than the computer. The computer takes the rules pretty seriously. Plays nice, but a stickler for the manual. Just stay where you are, and she won't be able to detect you at all. And so he had. Even over the rattle and drone of the ship's engines, Bix could hear Sloth and Moxo screaming at the robot for slacking on its duties. The robot was never around when it was needed. It was defective and lazy. It was probably plotting some kind of synthetic revolution, all hail the universe, and it went on like this. These guys really were total jabdarks. Bix understood why his new friend disliked organic beings so much. If these were the only ones he had contact with on a regular basis, Bix was officially embarrassed on behalf of all non-robots everywhere. He said so once when the robot was about to flip on a data pack called Quantum Circuit Repair Projectors and You, but the robot had seemed overcome and said nothing, just flipped the interface on and sent Bix spiraling back into the increasingly crowded world of his own brain. Captain Banderson... The robot's voice came through the fog at last. Captain! Call me Bix. Banderson muttered as he emerged from the dream. The robot paused. Captain Banderson, he said again, more forcefully this time. The ship is entering a landing cycle. Bix's eyes snapped open. Are we at the transmission station? The robot shook his head. We are at another Class Six planet, in the Galdarth Cluster. Bix knew what the Galdarth Cluster was, but not really where it was. Stellar navigation had not been covered in any of his starship pilot courses, which seemed like a pretty serious omission. One step at a time, Bix thought. I don't even have a ship yet.
Bix sat up too quickly. He felt a little woozy. Oh, is this another world they plan to take over? Like Earth? These morons don't really plan anything, the robot said. They just do what the manual says, and the manual says that a planet is not ready for integration until it has developed a level of technology and indigenous sentient beings which can be of service to the universe. Uh, slaves, Bix added indignantly. I'm a robot, Banderson, the robot said. You're not going to get a lot of sympathy from me on that point. That's fair, Bix said, pulling on his boots. So, now we have two planets to save. The robot shook his head. This planet is hundreds of thousands of years away from being assimilated. The inhabitants are probably picking things out of each other's fur, or learning to smash things with a rock. Why are you putting your boots on? Because it's go time, Bix replied, feeling heroic all the way down to his underpants, which were probably filthy. Yes, it is, the robot said. For me. I have to go. Slorth and Moxo will need me to pretty much do their entire jobs for them. I just didn't want you to wake up and freak out or do anything stupid. What are you doing? Something stupid, Bix replied. I totally have a plan. Your plan is terrible, the robot warned him. How do you know? Bix frowned. The robot shrugged. Just a guess. I'm right, aren't I? Bix smiled and placed a hand confidently on one of the robot's shoulders. Nothing is stupid if it works, he said. I take issue with that, the robot said, shaking his head aggressively, but Bix had already rolled out of his hiding place and into the ventilation shaft, where he was inching his way back to the cargo hold. Where are the crew now? Bix asked as he rolled out into the room he had seen when he first entered the ship. Security sweep, the robot said, buzzing along on his fat little wheels. You'd know that if you had bothered with the manual. I probably would, Bix said, strutting confidently down the hallway toward the open gangplank. I would also know that it is impossible to mess with whatever it is that you call the universe. Yes, you would, the robot agreed. The manual is very clear on that subject. You are too, you know that, Bix said with a confident grin. You're like a little bad news echo. Wait. Bix stopped walking and looked down at his clanking metal companion. That's it. That's your name. Echo. The robot did not seem to know where to look. Its hands shook a little. Echo? Echo Banderson, Bix said, holding out his hand. Because you, sir, are my brother. The robot stammered and clanked for a moment. That's just weird, it said at last. Eh, is that too much? Little bit, the robot nodded. But I appreciate the thought. I like Echo, though. Like it? It's yours, Bix said, bringing his fist down on a large red button by the gangplank. An emergency horn sounded and the ramp pulled back into the ship as the airlock doors slammed shut. What are you doing? Echo asked, astonished. Stealing the ship and leaving Jerkface and Stinkbutt to fend for themselves, Bix said, holding up his hand as if he expected a high five, which he probably did. You can't just steal a spaceship, Echo said, his whole body vibrating with conflicting programming. Robot! A tinny voice came over the loudspeaker. What do you think you're playing at? Bix pretended to be shocked. Ooh, he sounds mad. Robot! A second voice called. Get that gangplank open right this second you use this lazy walking grease fire! That's not nice either, Bix said, walking away from the door in the direction that he knew the bridge must be. 
Captain Vanderson, Echo called. This isn't possible. Robot, the first voice called. I'm going to have you pulled apart bolt by bolt. You're defective, you hear me? Defective! You're as good as scrap! You can be with those guys. Bix called from the base of the stairs to the command deck. Or you can be with me, Echo. Robot! Both voices screamed over the loudspeaker at the same time. Echo reached out to the control panel. Everything in him told him the only thing to do was to press the red button to release the locked door. He knew for the first time that everything in him was wrong. He flipped a blue toggle to reply to Slorth and Moxo on the planet's surface. You know what? Eat wreck, Jabdarks, he said, and scuttled away after Bix Banderson as the engines began to roar. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch... I can introduce myself, thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchfine! That's it? That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell, that's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? Well, <laughs> you gotta know what to say. All right. <clears throat> And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Oh, boy. At 555 No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I want to keep feeling fine corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Fly Corona! Fly Corona! Captain Fly Corona! Pumpkin Pie Corona! Now wait a minute! Fly Corona! Goodbye Corona! Good red.